Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. It was a meaningless game in terms of playoff positioning, but that didn't stop the Tiger Cats from continuing their winning ways in Montreal. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Uh, yes, there was a about an hour delay between the end of the football game today in Montreal and the start of the fifth quarter. Hey, the Roy Green Show is broadcasting across the Chorus Radio Network. We can't kick the door down and interrupt Roy's show. So here we are talking Ticats football uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, and that is A-OK because the calls are already streaming in here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email your thoughts on today's big win by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. We're all over Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. And as always, we are broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page and if you tune in you will see my halloween colors or at least the top of it black pants and the orange shirt i did not plan it but i just figured it out moments ago that i got the halloween colors coming in so we'll call this the halloween edition of the fifth quarter here on 900 chml make the final tiger cats 38 alouettes 26 Hamilton now an unbelievable 14 and 3 on the season. They continue to push that record breaking win total higher and higher. The Owls are now 9 and 8. The Cats will have a chance to win an unprecedented 15th regular season game next week when they host the Toronto Argonauts on Saturday, November the 4th. Again, the fifth quarter will start at 5 p.m. Uh, kickoff at Tim Hortons Field will be at 1. Lots to talk about today. Number one, the game itself. The start of the game, or at least the first half, which I'll explain in a second. And how can we not go through this fifth quarter without talking about Brandon Banks? My, oh, my. So, number one for me Was anyone else a little bit worried in the first half? Maybe worried is not the right answer. But the first half for me looked like the Ticats weren't really in it mentally. And I think that's understandable because, well, I mean, the the game didn't mean anything in terms of playoff positioning. We know the Cats are hosting the Eastern Final on November 17th. And we know that Montreal is hosting the Edmonton Eskimos in the Eastern Semi a week prior. So that's already been settled. So I think both teams mentally weren't as sharp as they wanted to be or could potentially be. In a couple of weeks' time, if these two teams meet in the East Final, uh, the, the, the mental and the physical game is going to be ramped up. Both teams, I thought, played very vanilla, especially on defense. And we saw that on offense as well. There wasn't a lot of trickery, although... The last touchdown by Brandon Banks, that, I think, opened up the eyes of opposing defensive coordinators to say, oh, we got we to gotta worry about this, too? Tommy Condell, as offensive coordinator of the Ticats this season, has done a wonderful job of putting these things out there to say, here's one more thing you have to look at on your game film when you're preparing for us. Number two, Brandon Banks. If he is not the most outstanding player this season, 
I don't know who is. And I don't know who else should be. But he's mine. And he should be yours. And he should be all of ours. Because he is outstanding. Another phenomenal game today for Speedy B. And he is not only breaking records, which we'll get to on the show today, but he could be breaking uh, a boatload of records this season in terms of being in a Ticats jersey and what he has achieved this season. It's been just one of those amazing years. And another thing we're going to chew on throughout the next 52 minutes or so is how would you approach next week's regular season finale? It's Ticats, it's Argos, Toronto's long gone, Hamilton really has nothing to achieve other than a 15th win, which would be unbelievable. But apart from that, there's really nothing on the line. Unless you're a Brandon Banks and you play that game and you have an opportunity to break some more records, which we'll talk about. My approach is you rest everybody, or at least you rest your marquee guys, and I would probably throw Speedy B in that mix too. The last thing we want to see, and I think we were all thinking that going into this game, is someone get hurt. And we saw in the ball game today, just before halftime, Braylon Addison took a massive shot right to the lower back. And while he was down for a few moments, he did get up and he did resume playing. But you'd hate to see that next week against Toronto in a meaningless game, especially going into the bye. I say, hey, Dan Evans, take a couple of weeks off. Hey, Brandon Banks, you got two weeks to rest up. Luke Tasker, you're in that boat too. It's great to see Luke back on the field, by the way, today as well. Braylon Addison, you're in that boat. Terrell Sutton, you're not playing. number of defensive guys like Simone Lawrence, Jagarid Davis, Dylan Wynn, guys, take a seat. We're going to bring a lot of our backups to play. And they can just rotate throughout the game. That would be my approach. How they're going to go about doing it, I don't know. I, I do like this, is that the starters played most of the game today. And I was okay with that, even though it was a meaningless game. I think this one is a little bit different than next week against Toronto because the Ticats might be playing this Montreal team in a few weeks' time. So I think this was a not necessarily a message-sending game, but a game in which I think the coaching staff said, hey, we want to win this game. We want to win the season series against the Owls. And Montreal hasn't beaten Hamilton in the season series since 2015. I think this was, yeah, I guess sort of a message-sending game for the Ticats coaching staff and the players to say, we're number one, Montreal, and you're going to have to come into our house and try and beat us. Now, in saying all that, Vernon Adams Jr. had a very good first half. But again, you can counter that with, hey, the Ticats weren't playing to their max, both mentally and physically. So a, a really fascinating game to watch and to you know digest as these two teams, knowing they might possibly meet in a few weeks' time, didn't really want to show a lot of themselves today. Your thoughts on today's game? Vote for your player of the game, and uh, you could be the fifth-quarter fan of the night. I'll put it out there for the record. Brandon Banks is my player of the game today. I'm not sure if there's going to be any other different votes, but hey, there could be, and that's why we do this. 905-645-3221-STAR-9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. We're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well. You can chime in there as well. To the top of the phone deck and waiting patiently is Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, how about that? 14-3, and three. Rick. Who would have thought when Rizzoli went down? Isn't this amazing? Not a chance. I would have never thought that. 
No, neither would I. My wife keeps reminding me of that because she's the one that had faith early on and I lost it. So uh, Really, eh? Uh, so, yeah, she said, give a chance, give a chance. And uh, I said, well, you know, these things usually don't go well, but uh, hey, who could have predicted this, really? Hey, good for her. She yeah. she had the foresight, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, got, got to give that one to her. Yeah, I introduced her into football, too, as well. So there you go. She won't miss a game now. But anyways, yeah, how about that, Banks? Isn't that great, eh? I mean, I agree with 100%. Anybody, there's no one in the league that can touch this guy for their, his value to the team. You know, he's a, he's a game changer. So I'll play devil's advocate just for the sake of doing so. Sure. And if there is one other player that may make a uh, a run at most outstanding player, it would be a Vernon Adams Jr. The stats aren't quite there, but if you take him out of Montreal, there's no way they're even 9-8. and eight. They, they might be... You know, a three or four win team. But in saying that, uh, Brandon Banks has been so far and ahead better than anybody else. You can't help but give him the reward. Agreed, and 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 for sure, Adams has done great. But they brought in some good weapons for Adams to throw the ball to as well. That's uh, true too. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. In terms of the game going, yeah, it's hard to tell much. I really thought I was watching the Ticats and uh, especially the defense. I mean, the offense, of course, they look they they look. They look great. I mean, they really did. I mean, but like you say, but especially in particular the Thai Cats, I, th- I think a lot of times they were playing off the guys quite a bit, even from the start of the game. I don't think they were, I think deliberately they weren't dialed in. They weren't trying to get hurt. They were trying to more prevent than anything else as, as I was watching. Uh, so, yeah, like you say, it's tough to tell. Um, we'll see. Who do you think would be a better opponent to go against, Montreal or Edmonton? Because, uh, hey, that game, was, if, if Harris is able to, get it back, that's uh, not going to be a cakewalk for Montreal. I think both uh, bring their own, you know, uh, set of challenges. I, I just, you know, uh, uh, to be honest, I'd rather see a Hamilton-Montreal-East final. I think it just will mean a lot more to the fans of both cities, especially those in Montreal, to see them do well. Uh, I, I always tend to go against the crossover team even though hey that's the format and if you're the crossover team you deserve to be in the playoffs but i would love to see a hamilton montreal eastern final i think the uh, vitriol between the two teams would explode at tim hortons field i agree I, I i prefer that for sure um hopefully uh hopefully we get you know hopefully we uh take it to the house this year and win i mean it's been a long time coming and uh Let's not jinx it, but let's hope for the best. What would you do next week? Would you start the starters or rest a bunch of guys? That's that's a tough question. You know, you, you always got to err and want to err on the side of caution, but you have a two-week break. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. Like, maybe playing for a quarter, get them in there a bit. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I'm not a CFL coach if I uh, knew the answer to that, definitely. But to me, i kind of thinking, I don't know, maybe, maybe a quarter in there, let those guys get their feet wet, and then that's it, pull them out of the game. I, I, it's hard to say. Like you, you always run the risk of injury, but then you risk, risk your team, uh, you know, might, might sometimes two weeks can be a bit of rust to set in. So it's, it's, it's a hard call for it really is. Yeah, I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, especially if someone gets hurt. So we'll keep an eye, our, uh, our, eye, uh, our eyes on that situation for sure. And you're voted uh, uh, for Brandon Banks' player of the game, correct? Absolutely. Excellent. Go Cats! Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Bye-bye. In studio today after another exciting Ticats victory, 38-26, the final in favor of the Ticats. They're now 14-3 and on the season. It was 7-6 Montreal after the first quarter, 21-14 Alouettes after quarter two. The Ticats 
took the lead 28-23 into the fourth quarter. They close out with a 38-26 win over the Montreal Alouettes. couple of stats for you stats junkies to chew on today. Dane Evans, 29 of 36, just seven incompletions today, threw for 378 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Malik Irons carried the ball 10 times for 43 yards. Terrell Sutton, three for five. Few people tweeting wondering if Sutton got hurt. I didn't notice that he got injured in the game. Uh, they didn't mention it on the broadcast, and I don't see anything post-game in terms of his injury status. So I think he just got pulled from the game, and Malik Irons came in. He actually ran the ball pretty well. Uh, Brandon Banks, and here's the stats we're all going to be talking about here. 11 catches, 201 receiving yards, three touchdowns. He had 93 yak yards, his long touchdown of the game, and it was an absolute stellar juke job by Speedy B. 55-yard TD from Dane Evans. What a catch and an even better run after the catch. Uh, Braylon Addison, five receptions for 53 yards. Jalen Acklin, three for 45. Mike Jones, two for 28. Tasker, three for 24. Irons, two for 11. Coombs, two for 10, including a TD. And Sutton had one catch for seven yards. And we can't neglect the defensive guys today, who, uh, for the most part, all the starters played today. Uh, Justin Tuggle had a game-high eight defensive tackles and a sack today. Rico Mori with five defensive tackdowns, also laid a licking on Matthew Schiltz with a huge hit that I thought was going to be flagged, and I was kind of surprised it didn't get flagged. But um, uh, Rico Murray with five defensive tackles. Interceptions for Simone Lawrence and Carriel Brooks today, uh, the latter of which um, ended up with a touchdown for the Tiger Cats. Uh, and uh, they go away winning this football game. 38-26 to is the final. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to call in and talk about uh, this game, this season, what you expect possibly next week or in a couple of weeks when the Ticats take on either Montreal or Edmonton in the Eastern Final. Vote for your player of the game as well. we got a tweet coming in from Jim at Rick Zamperin who writes, 14 and freaking three, this must be how Calgary fans feel every year. <laughs> One game left against the blue team to go 15-3 and and undefeated at home. Speedy B for player of the game and MOP. And I think it's a hands-down conversation right now in terms of well, not only the player of the game, but uh, most outstanding player. Speedy B has been that uh, and everything else for this team since becoming a really full-time receiver. At least 98% of his output on the field is as a receiver as opposed to a kick or punt returner and he has been brilliant to the phones we go 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell jason is called into the program hey jason uh good afternoon or good evening almost there mr rick zamperin thank you for calling in thank you for having me on and i'm gonna have to go grand admiralty here for the tie cats i'm very proud of what they've done today um, I'm going to have to say that uh, Brandon Banks and Dane Evans are my two favorite players of the game, along with the rest of the team. And to answer uh, Dave's original question, to complete it, I believe the Ticats should do a mixture of rest and uh, veteran players for their final game. But it would be nice to see what's coming up. So rest, they say, is for the champions. Right, and I'm going to say that those catches made today, not even Industrial Light and Magic could have done a better job than that. Well and said. I, so regarding your veteran 
uh, players playing and and getting some rest as well. So would you start maybe the starters for a quarter or maybe a half and then take them out? You know, I probably would, and I would ask the team if I was the coach, if I was the coach in the in the brass to, to talk to the team and ask the team, do they want a perfect record? Do they want to do like a shula? You know what I mean? Do they want to do that or save themselves for where it really counts? Because they have the reinforcements to do what they have to do. Either way, they're going to get the game done, and the main goal is the grand prize of all, and that's the uh, the championship that we want, and that's our golden. That's the holy grail, my friend. Agreed. And uh, you reference perfect record. That would be a perfect record at home for the Thai Cats as they try to win every home game this year. Which uh, you know is, is is a great accomplishment. Not many teams can say that they can do that. Yeah, this is Hamilton's time, and I think Hamilton, the Thai Cats, the Hamilton Thai Cats, have to put the statement and the the name on the map to do it because a lot of people laughed at our team for a lot many years. And now we're going to get the last laugh, we're going to get the laughing, and we're going to get the energy back in this city regardless of what is what. I think everybody needs some fun because there's been a lot of stressful stuff happening and people just have to realize we have a good city, good people. And I think that uh, learning how to live and appreciating what we have is what counts most of all for not just fans, but for the players and the city and everybody who just loves to have a good time, Rick. Jason, and I just want to say thank you for having me on your show, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to my supper now. I'm having Popeyes. I was already decked out in my tie cat gear, leprechaun hat, and black wig today. And I just want to say that this month is a powerful month for me. And the 13th number, now the 14th. Let's make it the 15th, brother. Sounds good. Enjoy the chicken. Thank you, sir. And you have a good night. And give my best to everybody on the staff. And they're doing a super job, and I love tuning in. And thank you for saying I'm a, a breath of fresh air, man. You got it. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, man. Thank- 905-645-3221, star 9900. On your cellular device, Popeye sounds good right about now, doesn't it? Maybe we can get them to sponsor the show. Maybe for the playoff run. The Popeye's playoff run, fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. That has a certain ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> Jimmy V on Twitter says, well-deserved, love the game today, just keep it up. And, you know, can this team keep it up, not only next week, but come the Eastern Final, and maybe after that in the Grey Cup? There's still some big games to play, uh, including, obviously, one or possibly two, fingers crossed, playoff games. Ari on Twitter as well writes, now can catch Tony Champion, champion pardon me, for all-time Ticat receiving yards and Chris Williams for TDs in a season. Let's hope he's given a chance to do this. In reference of Brandon Banks being so close to a number of Ticat single season receiving and touchdown records. I'll get to that after 5.30, so stay tuned for how close Brandon Banks is to a number of records uh, in the Hamilton Tiger Cats record book. Back to the phones we go. Dave, number two is on the line. Hey, Dave. Hey, Rick. How's it going? I'm pretty good. How about you? Oh, not bad, not bad. How nice was it to uh, see Zach Caleros last night? That was phenomenal. I'm a huge Zach fan. Uh, I sent him a tweet uh, afterwards just saying, hey, great game, good luck in the playoffs, uh, rooting for you. So, yeah, it was phenomenal. I'm very happy for him. I'm happy for him too. I hope he uh, he stays upright for the for the playoff run. Uh, I think that uh, would give the Bombers a boost for sure. Um, anyhow, let's go. Uh, I'm going to skip right to it. Speedy B is the player of the game. That's that's uh, might have been the easiest one I've ever on, on fifth quarter. <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah, he was yeah hands down just incredible today. 
Now, when we talk speedy, I mean, right now I rock an Earl Winfield jersey because when I was a kid, um, he was my, he was the best. He was my favorite. And like in 15 years, I do, I we're going to be still seeing Speedy B jerseys everywhere. He's uh, an all-time great in Hamilton. He's a Ticat legend, and one day we'll be putting his name up in the Wall of Honor with uh, uh, Hitchcock and Monford and the rest of the boys up there. I don't doubt that at all. Not not uh, I'm a hundred percent behind that right now, and he's still not done playing. No, and he's MOP for sure. I, I if if he's not, it's a shame. You can't you can't tell me anybody that's played better this year. Um, which uh, move on to my next point. I'm worried. I'm kind of worried about next week because you know I'd rest right, but um, I think with uh, um, if they get that fifteenth win and Orlando goes to fifteen and three, isn't that uh, he ties them with? with uh, Dickinson for most wins by a rookie coach. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're going to want to win it for him him next week. Uh, so I think we might see Evans out there for a half, maybe. Uh, maybe Speedy be out there for a half. It's hard to say. I, I think that might be the mentality, though. These guys like Simone and, and Ted Laurent, they're going to be wanting to play for their coach. And so, he's the coach of the year. There's been some debate. Everybody's saying it's Kahari Jones. I don't even think it's close. If Orlando Steinauer doesn't win coach of the year, it's it's a shame. Yeah, the only other name, you know, apart from Kahari Jones, would be um, uh, Dickinson in Saskatchewan. And yeah, they've had a phenomenal year. And yes, if They're they win the division, coach. great. But, I mean, if you win 14, 15 games in a year, I mean, Orlando's got to be hands down the coach of the year. Easy. Easy. Well, thanks for taking my call, Rick, and uh, have a great day. You too. Thanks, Dave. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Yeah, I would, you know, even if the Cats finish 14-4, and four, let's just say, you know, they rest a bunch of guys, Toronto, you know, uh, plays lights out, and uh, they win next week. And even if Hamilton goes 14-4, and four, I still think Orlando Steinauer, regardless of what Montreal does next week in the regular season finale, and regardless what Saskatchewan does uh, in their final game of the season, uh, listen, th- th- this has been a record-breaking year for the Tiger Cats, and I think the coach is a huge part of that. The mentality of Orlando Steinauer has rubbed off on every single person in that organization. Businesslike, they do it the right way, they treat each other right, they treat their opponent with respect, uh, but at the end of the day, they get down to business when that football is kicked off. They hold nothing back. They play hard. They play to the whistle. It's a disciplined team, a high-skilled team, and a team that, more often than not, fires on all cylinders every quarter. And that's the sign of a championship-caliber team. Jim on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, uh, Play to win, attitude working well. We don't appear to have suffered any new injuries. Still love this team. Evans keeps getting better. O-line kept him clean all day. Player of the game, Banks, simply incredible today. Agree, should win MOP, give more second half next week. And that's going to be the discussion, well, starting, I guess, on the trade ride home. They're on the train right now, chugging along back to Hamilton. I think the discussion among the coaching staff is, "Ah, all right, we've won this game. How do we prepare for next week? The preparation is, or at least the end goal is, to win the game. Now, how do they fit all these different pieces of the puzzle to rest some guys and win the game at the same time? Because I think that's the best of both worlds. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's the discussion that is happening right now. Well, maybe right now there's a little bit of celebration, 
but you know they're going to be breaking down the tape. They're going to be grading each and every player on each and every play, and uh, they'll make their decisions come next week and how they want to approach that regular season finale. Rick Samprin in studio once again after a 38-26 tie Cats win over the Montreal Alouettes today. Hamilton now 14-3. and An amazing record-breaking total continues to climb for the black and gold. One more game on the regular season slate as the Ticats hosting the Argos next Saturday, one week from today. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff. We'll be on the air once again with the fifth quarter at 5 p.m., so after the Roy Green Show, right here on Saturday, November the second vote for your player of the game chime in with your thoughts on today's game this season brandon banks hopes for mop 905-645-3221 is the phone number to call you can also pick up your cell phone and dial in at star 9900 as well at rick samprin at am 900 chml on twitter you can email us rick at 900 chml.com is the email address and we are broadcasting live on chml's facebook page as well comments are trickling in we'll get to those in a matter of seconds back to twitter and here is a comment that and i've seen a few of these already this afternoon from rob at rick samprin do you know if bro or sutton got hurt today they both left the game really early again i don't know if either of them got hurt there was no sign during the broadcast uh, there's been no post-game messages uh, from the team or the league in terms of either of those guys i think they both got pulled for uh, I can only assume, for, for rest uh, because Malik Irons had come in. He was playing good. Uh, Jamal Roll came in at corner for Delvin Bro. So I don't think either of them got hurt, and I didn't notice them on the field uh, hurt in any point of the game. So I think it was just a fact of the team uh, decided to yank them to give a couple of other guys some playing time. In response to Brandon Banks's exploits, Jared on Twitter has the simple GOAT emoji and i think that's quite appropriate today for brandon banks one more tweet before we get to some messages on email and facebook live uh, alan writes looks like halloween came five days early we got some tricks and treats today man does our team look scary keep the good times rolling player of the game was the offensive line one sack today good job in the trenches keeping dane protected i can't recall the last time the o-line got a vote for player of the game but they were good today now in saying that Neither team brought the house in terms of blitz packages today. It was really vanilla and kind of straightforward on defense. Um, But in saying that, still, the O-line did play fairly well today. Let's go to some messages coming in on Facebook Live. We have Brad off the top of the deck. Uh, BB16, player of the game, Brandon Banks. Uh, Play the starters, keep the engine running. They'll have a couple of weeks off for bruises and such. So Brad is on board for continuing to play the starters next week. And to be honest, I don't think I'd be surprised either way in whether or not uh, the starters start next week or not. I think uh, Coach Steinauer can say, hey, we're going to play our starters to to win because we want to just keep on winning. To heck with the records or you know, uh, tying the most wins for a rookie head coach at 15. We just want to keep the winning mentality going here in Hamilton, and that has been really throughout the year. They've just piled up the victories, obviously. Ari writes, Speedy B, player of the game, Ticat passing yards combined, Masoli and Evans, approximately 5,330 yards, 30 TDs, unbelievable. Play Evans for three quarters next week just to keep him fresh. Simone's defensive play also gains a top mention. If Montreal makes it here, 
Adams will throw a number of interceptions. He is really going to face a defense that is a real force. And that's the other thing. Yes, Vernon Adams Jr. had a good first half today. And uh, I don't even think he played actually the entire first half because Schiltz came in uh, towards the end of the first half. And uh, Vernon Adams Jr. went 11 of 14, uh, more than respectable, 142 yards, two TDs, and an interception. Schiltz, by the way, went 12 of 21 for 142 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, Good quarterback is Vernon Adams Jr., but in a playoff game on the road with this Ticats defense and knowing what they can do, I think it's advantage Hamilton every day of the week. The Big Cat on Twitter says, Possibly the best player to ever wear the black and gold, an absolute stud on the field. The Big Cat, a big fan of Brandon Banks. That is saying a lot. I'm not sure I would go there just yet in calling Brandon Banks the best player to ever wear the black and gold because, man, now you're now you're entering uh, controversial territory because you're talking about the Angelo Moscas and the Garney Henleys and uh, you know go down the list Danny McManus in there Joe Monford now these are the greats of the game I don't know give me a few more years like this for Brandon Banks and yes he's in the conversation for best of all time but for me one and one a Henley and Mosca. Throw John Barrow in there, too. Perennial All-Star, Hall of Famer, all these guys are. Um, that, that's, a, that's high praise for Brandon Banks. He's on that trajectory, there's no doubt about it, to be the best of all time. I think he's got a few more of these kind of years left to go. But I like the suggestion, Big Cat. Might just open up a can of, can of worms on social media, that's for sure. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, or at Rick Zamprin. And uh, we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well. You can chime in there. Got an email from Anthony who writes, Hey Rick, first off, I'd like to say that it's nice to see Montreal finally drawing a crowd again as we were at the game today. And he actually uh, tossed me a photo as well. It looks like a great crowd. I think the word of the day out there was vanilla. Very conservative all around. The offense looked great. A ton of new looks today should keep Montreal guessing for the East Final. That is, if they make it. D was very conservative but played great, showing that they can uh, time up and intercept Adams' throws as they could have three or more picks today, and that's very true. Player of the game, Speedy B, 201 yards receiving in one game is unheard of. 14-3 and three on the season. Uh, this team's got it all. Let's use our starters for maybe a quarter and a bit next week, then let the backups have some fun. Side note, we need to win next week for the sole purpose of a perfect home record for the year. Oski Wee Wee Buddy, and he shows uh, the photo shows. Him sitting on the, oh, now I'm going to have to scroll. I think it was the 20-yard line or so. He had pretty good seats in Montreal. It was a decent crowd at Percival Molson Stadium uh, for today's 38-26 Ticats win. Yeah, I'd put about the 21-yard line uh, <laughs> at, uh, at the stadium. So, great seats. Thanks for the email, Anthony, and uh, chime in next week as well. Alan, also on e- email, always, always emails uh, the show 
after the Ticats play. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. I think overall it was a good vanilla football game. I see some missed tackles, but I think we were just trying to avoid injury. We played effective and at the same time playing consistent and still scoring. There wasn't a lot of pressure on Vernon Adams, but that will change come playoffs. When Laurent and Davis will be all over the field and turn the energy level up then. I got a bit scared when Addison went down, but I'm glad he got right back at it. I think next week's game, Addison, Banks, and a bunch of our veterans will not be playing, but I think Tasker should play a little bit more even just the first half next game since he's been out most of the season. A bit more practice is always good. Allen's email continues, It'll be interesting to see how Trevor Harris does tonight against Saskatchewan. They play them back-to-back in their last two games. I hope Saskatchewan wins both of those games and clinches first spot in the West over Calgary. Fingers crossed. Nice to see Zach Caleros have a great game with the Bombers last night. I always liked him, so it was nice to see him play like his old self. The Caleros we knew when he was a Tiger Cat, that is. Player of the game, Brandon Banks. Three TDs over 177 yards, says it all. Actually, 201 to make it official. I can't wait for the Eastern Final at Tim Hortons Field. Got my gear ready for that chilly afternoon. Yeah, we're talking about November the 17th, so it will most likely be chilly. Angelo on email writes, Hi Rick, this gridiron tilt just didn't feel right. You got the feeling everything was vanilla. At this point, it's about staying healthy while still being sharp. Everything continues to be positive in Ticat land. Hopefully this culture carries us to a dynasty moving forward. Keep it up, boys. Player of the game, Mr. Banks. Cheers. Big Ange from Stony Creek. I think that's the first time we've uttered the word dynasty. And I think it's because this team has, well, obviously not won a cup since 99, but hasn't been a perennial cup participant for many years. Yeah, there was the back-to-back 2013-2014, but, you know, aside from that, there's there, there was some lean years. And, you know, Ticats fans have referenced this on uh, many shows from years gone by, is that there have been some lean years. Now I think, I, I don't think we're thinking about dynasty because we just want to win this year. We want to break that drought from 1999. I think Ticats fans are really focused in on this season alone, and that's fine. Because, you know, when you haven't won in 19-plus years, this is the 20th anniversary, you just want to win again. Talk to anybody in Winnipeg. You know, 1990 is a long time ago. Steve on Twitter, Speedy B for Prime Minister. You think if Brandon Banks was on the ballot, he would have won the election? Certainly he would have won the Hamilton Ridings. That's for sure. Shannon on Twitter says, uh, Crazy to think this team could easily be 16-1. and A late drive by Saskatchewan in August and a blocked field goal by Calgary. Great time to be a Ticat fan. Player of the game, Brandon Banks. That's a great point. And we shouldn't get greedy. But yeah, a block kick, a late TD given up against the Rough Riders. This team could be 16-1. and Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the unbelievable excitement in this city and there already is that but if this team was 16 and one yikes it would be through the roof and uh, Daver on twitter thanks for the call rick oski wee wee dave coming in i don't know if daver is dave one or dave two but either or uh, thanks for calling in dave all right here's some uh, quick stats before we get to break regarding brandon banks we know we had 201 yards uh, of receiving today the last time, I believe this was the last time a Tiger Cat got 
over 200 yards in a season and yet or in a game and yes it's been done before but not since and this is a while ago july 31st 2010 do you recall the player that went over 200 yards for the hamilton tiger cats think about the think about the year july 31st 2010 which tie cats player went over 200 yards let you chew on that let the gear the gears kind of grind in your melon we'll come back with the answer here about that tie cat player who went over 200 receiving yards in a football game and i'm pretty sure they won that game in montreal this afternoon hamilton now a record-breaking 14 and 3 unbelievable how this team has just obliterated their single-season win total record. Speaking of records, I'm going to get to in a matter of seconds the records that Brandon Banks may bring down this year. But just before the break, I mentioned that the last time, I believe, the last time a Ticats receiver went over the 200-yard mark was on July 31st, 2010. And yes, I do recall that game like it was yesterday, and I I knew that the Ticats had lost that game because it was in Saskatchewan and the Rough Riders beat the Ticats 37-24. And that is with Darian Durant, who started that game for the Riders, not even throwing a touchdown. Kevin Glenn throwing three touchdowns in that football game, two of which to Arlan Bruce, who caught 16 passes for 272 yards. Anybody remember that game? Remember at Old Mosaic Stadium? And the Ticats still, with those two statistics, or few statistics, could not win that football game. Hamilton was outscored 24-10 to in the second half, and they ended up losing. Speaking of losing, the Riders ended up losing that game in or the Grey Cup that season. Here's a couple of other players on that 2010 Ticats team to refresh your memory. DeAndre Cobb, Quentin Porter was on that team, Marcus Thigpen, Dave Stalla, Markway McDaniel, Maurice Mann, Chris Bauman was on that team, Sandro DeAngelis was the kicker, Justin Pilardi punting, and on defense, guys like Otis Floyd and Jason Shivers, Dylan Barker at safety, Markeith Knowlton, Jamal Johnson, the two great linebackers, Justin Hickman on the corner, um, Mark Beswick, special teams, Dynamo, Uh, That was nine years ago. More than nine years ago. So there you have it. All right, Brandon Banks. And again, hey, if you want to call in, we have a few minutes to take your calls at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. About today's game, about this season, about the East Final, if you want to talk about that, and uh, whether or not the Ticats should start their starters next week in a meaningless game against the Argos. All of that is on the table. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address if you want to chime in there as well. Uh, Tom writes in, Garland Bruce, although I think he meant to say Arland Bruce, 272 yards and the Cats lost. Yes, Tom, you are 100% right. As I just mentioned, uh, one of those games where <laughs> it just could not predict that, you know, a receiver would get 272 yards, two TDs, your quarterback would throw for a couple of touch or three touchdowns, and he would still lose the game handily. Brandon Banks today, eleven catches, two hundred one yards, three touchdowns. So here we go. And I had to reverse these numbers with a big thanks, 
or at least tweak the numbers with a big thanks to Ari. I'd mentioned the numbers on Twitter, and he actually threw down a correction uh, because I had forgotten Brandon Banks' special teams touchdown. So here we go. The Ticats' single-season records for receiving yards in a season. It's held by Tony Champion, 1,656 yards. Fantastic 1989 season in which the Cats went to the Grey Cup, and yes, we all know uh, what happened against Saskatchewan at the then Skydome. Banks has 1,549 yards on the year, so he's 108 yards away from breaking the single-season receiving yards record. He's already today broken Hamilton's single-season receptions record. It was previously held by Luke Tasker just a couple of seasons ago. He had 104 catches. Banks now has 112 catches. His previous high was 94. Receiving touchdowns in a season. Champion had 15 in 1989. Banks has 13 this season. And total touchdowns in a Ticats single season. Got to go back to 2012 when Chris Williams put up a 17 spot. Never had all those receiving TDs, punt return, kick return. That was a phenomenal year for Chris Williams. 17 touchdowns. Banks has 16 total touchdowns. I'd initially given him only 14 with the 13 receiving, one rushing. But yes, Ari reminding me that Banks also had a kickoff return for a touchdown this year and a missed field goal return for a touchdown this year. So he has 16 total touchdowns. So there could be one, two, three, four different records that Banks can blow away this year. The hardest of which, I don't know, probably, I was going to say the yards, but not really because he's got eight 100-yard games this year. I think the hardest thing is going to be, A, is Banks going to start, and B, is he going to play the whole game? Because he might need the whole game to get two or three touchdowns. Either way, it's been a just an unreal season for Brandon Banks. Back to the phones. John is on the line. Hey, John, how are you? Good, 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 good. Uh, play them no more than a quarter. Make them sit the rest. Uh, let let the uh, rookies have some reps. Uh, but something that dawned on me today, and maybe, maybe you can help me out here. You notice when Austin was the coach, Steinhauer left, Condell left, Reinhold was fired. Austin leaves. They all come back. Yes, what they, yes, they do. Well, I'll tell what, you what happened. Something happened because when you brought when they were all together, we were a powerhouse with Caleros. When they left, we fell apart. When they came back, look at them now. Basically, what happened is, and Condell was the first to go, and there was a you probably recall a mutually parting of the ways although well, that's that that's 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 garbage that's, yeah that's just PR. something happened it's never come out but something happened between austin and condell there's no doubt about it what's the rumor well i don't even know what the rumor is i haven't really heard anything substantial that i even want to mention on air um so i, I yeah i don't really want to give credence to anything that i've heard that i could not and have not to this day substantiated okay start hour Steinauer, well, obviously he was, you know, afforded an opportunity to go to the NCAA, and he took that chance. And I think, I think in his mind, and I don't think there was bad blood between the two. 
uh, he and Austin. But I think he was thinking, you know, I'm not going to be the head coach here in Hamilton as long as Kent Austin is here. I'm going to go to the best place that's going to afford me an opportunity to be a head coach. So he became a defensive coordinator down uh, in the NCAA. And I think, obviously, that was a great call for him because he not only learned how to be uh, – you know, obtain extra responsibilities down there. But when he came back to the CFL with June Jones giving him some offensive um, uh, responsibilities with this team last season, I think that only elevated his overall kind of knowledge of the game. And as far as Reinbold is concerned, the defense just wasn't playing well when this team was 0-8 under Kent Austin a couple of years ago. And I think Kent just said, hey, it's not going to be me. It's going to be someone else that walks the plank. And Reinbold walked the plank. Well, okay. I think there's, I wish we find out more. But anyways, I, I think they played okay today. I don't think they played their. They were looking at playing their best. Uh, I don't blame them. Uh, I say, like I said, sit most of them next week. Uh, give them a give them maybe a quarter. So just keep them fresh. Uh, I would like to see uh, Tasker get some reps because he got nothing today, even though he was playing. Uh, and uh, you know, I think we have a pretty decent chance. To, to pull this off because Calgary doesn't look very good. Very true, but are you worried about Saskatchewan at all? No. No, if I would worry about anybody, Winnipeg looked pretty darn good last night. I thought they were pretty impressive, but I don't think there's a team in the league that can beat us. The only team that could beat the Ticats is the Ticats. If they don't show up, they're done. If they show up like they have all year, they're going right to the Grey Cup. I couldn't agree with you more. They are they could be their worst enemy, and more often than not this season, that has not occurred. Is, is, is Thomas Erlington back? No, he's still on the uh, one-game injured list. And, you know, to tell you the truth, the way Sutton and even Irons played today, I don't even know if they need him. No, no, but here, here's my point. you got a Canadian running back. You can use, like, Kendall is so, he has such a, a, a uh, interesting mind for the offense. You could throw him in somewhere the odd play here and there, and he got Tasker the odd play here and there. I mean, saying there, there's some weapons you can put in there the opposition just won't get that I think could blow it even open further. Yeah, I mean, yeah, STE's a great player, and I wouldn't put it past Condell to, you know, use the most out of him as he's done earlier on in the season. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And uh, what about, um, uh, 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 what's his name? He got injured today. Shit. Uh, shoot, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um uh, what's his name that came off? Uh, Addison, is he all right? Braylon Addison returned to the game. Yep, yep. He's A-OK okay, and good. raring to go. Hey, John, appreciate that's, the call. That's why they need to set them. All right, have a good you one. You got it. Here. You Bye. too. I hope I hit the sensor button on there. If I didn't, my apologies. Uh, Steven on Twitter says, assumed it wasn't happening, but speedy B for certain for player of the game. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is uh, Dave number two. I just like this call. He had some good comments. 38-26 the final. Ticats over the Alouettes today. Hamilton now 14-3, and and they will host the Toronto Argonauts next Saturday. For Lorraine Postma, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the night here on 900 CHML. <laughs> The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.